We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Salute to Knicks Nation. CP from Knicks Van TV here. And today's podcast is brought to you by Scotch Porter men's grooming products as you guys know this is the grooming products that i use for my beard i particularly use their premium beard wash conditioner balm and serum and i just love how it makes my beard feel man it it feels soft it's shiny it's smooth smells great and most importantly they use all natural products and for all Knicks Fan TV, the podcast listeners, you can get free shipping on all orders on $50 or more. And also, they always have sales on their beard collections, so definitely check it out. You're going to want to go to www.scotchporter.com slash hashtag KFTV. That's scotchporter.com slash hashtag KFTV. Peace. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Starting to stream up. Salute to Knicks Nation out there. Happy Sunday. This is a brunch edition of the quarantine <laughs> stream. And today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Julius Randle. What does the future hold for Julius Randle? Uh, a couple updates on the NBA. And could Scott Perry be retained as the GM of the Knicks going forward? Salute to Knicks Nation. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man, JL's from the Nick of Time Show. JL's, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Good and healthy, man. Good and healthy. Yeah. That's good. Glad to hear it, man. Glad to hear you're keeping well, mentally especially. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. (laughs) Tough times, but we'll get through it, man. That's why we go live. All right, so let's get into it real quick, JL's. Uh, Mark Berman, as part of his... um, his uh, Knicks postseason analysis of each player. He touched on Julius Randle this week and his his uh, sentiments on that article were that there were a couple players that weren't too pleased with some of Julius's tendencies, Jails. Namely his <laughs> penchant to over-dribble and, and turn the ball over. He did mention R.J. Barrett. Yep. Now, funnily enough, Berman said the one player who didn't take umbrage with it was one Alfred Payton. So to that, what, <laughs> what was your takeaways from, from that article, man? Uh, is, uh, takeaway is, are you surprised? No. No. I definitely remember, I think I even commented on the show, I think it was a hard, I think it was the Hornets game, where, what's the Hornets game? Where R.J. Barrett just completely just went into me mode for a whole third quarter. And that's because the first two quarters, he ain't touched the ball. Yeah. So he was just like, I'm not passing it either. And he just went ham and the coach benched him. So I, I kind of feel like, <laughs> I kind of feel like it's, it's not a surprise. He's probably not the only one. We've definitely seen Julius Randle uh, play a little bit better in the first half. He seemed like he was getting more, you know, comfortable passing the ball around. But in yeah. the second half, once Morris was gone, I think he got too much into the me, me, me category and and regressed 
really. Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. And like we said, listen, this is this is an interesting fit for Julius with this team. I think, you know, part of the issue is that he's playing as a number one option when he's really a three or four option. And so a lot of his uh, weaknesses are magnified, especially in New York. We notice, you know what I mean? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. No matter who your best player is, right? You know, even D. Lee found that out for a little while. So I think with Julius, his struggles to really elevate the team uh, from an assist standpoint, defensively, um, just overall leadership, too many turnovers. Um, yeah. I think, you know, the the pressure has, has been built on him in that way. But I think yeah. what the, the problem is, is that the future of the Knicks going forward throughout the length of his contract should they choose to keep him he's still gonna be likely the most talented on the team you know yeah. what i'm saying and so the, the 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 dilemma is do you continue to to feature him or continue to have him be that number one option or how do you limit his usage defer to rj you know do you bring him off the bench you know what i mean like i think that that's yeah. that's the issue with julius being here i just think the timing of him being here doesn't coincide with what the knicks are trying to do like um i feel like i feel like you gotta move him man like i know i've been i haven't been down as down on julius randall as everybody else has so i feel like everybody else kind of crucifies him and, and calls him like the worst player ever available and i don't think yes. that's true it's really more about fit than anything to me and it's just, it's just it's, it's time to move. I think it's time to move him. I don't think it's going to be as hard to move him as some might think it is because of his contract. Like yeah. Scott Perry and he's, those guys, they set up the contract pretty well where this could be his last season. He, he, he still dropped 19 and 9. 19 and 9, yep. Yeah, and like a team, whatever, whatever team has him, they have a team option available to let him go if they don't perform. Right, but you and still he, own for four million. Right. Right, but then you still like you're still you still um like depending on how the Knicks look at it too, like they can still some teams can still release him and be able to pick up a big free agent if they want to, right? And the way the Knicks cap is set up, we can pro we can possibly take on a little bit more salary if it's if it's a piece we need and still have cap flexibility because just because we have so many other team options on this team that we can release. We just have a lot of flexibility over over. Yeah. And that you could be thankful for. Um, I think um, this is this was Macri's um, posting from. He pulled this from Basketball Reference. Salute to Jonathan Macri, friend of the program. He pulled this from uh, uh, Basketball Reference, and he pulled a list of players at this century with as many field goal attempts as Randall has, which is greater than fifteen uh, a game. Um, turnover percentage, turnovers per game, which is great, three or greater. Assists which are um, three or less, and effective field goal percentage. Um, and Randall is in a list with um, Devin Booker, DeMarcus Cousins, Rudy Gay, mm. Melo multiple times, <laughs> Zach Randolph multiple, a uh, couple times, Antoine Walker, Glenn Robinson, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. So, so what is this, this list is people who, who, who kind of uh, put up a lot of shots and miss a turn, turn the ball over, mm-hmm. you know, um, below average effective field goal percentage, below average effective field goal percentage. Okay. Assist rate, assist rate fairly low. Right. Okay. You, you know, winners, <laughs> winners jails. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, winners, man. It goes back. It goes back to the argument before when you're talking about is, are the numbers productive or are they just numbers? Um, I still think it depends on the system and the right personnel. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right now it's just, it's just not right for him. Man. I don't it's think it's a right good fit. I think ideally off the bench yeah. would suit him perfectly. But how do you, how do you do that? How do you put your highest paid player on the bench for a team that's, you know, still trying to build? I don't see if they would do that. Yeah. I don't understand that either, man. I don't understand. Like that's, and that's the problem. Usually teams get into, into predicaments in that way where they try to uh, take these veterans and come on off the bench. Mm-hmm. It kind of uh, Miami had that situation when uh, you notice somebody was talented, but you want to go with the youth. It, it causes a ripple effect, which is why usually you just ended up trading those guys anyway. 
Yeah. Despite the talent level and experience level. Talented yeah. player, man. Listen, Julius is a talented player, bro. He's 19-9. It's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, he's a talented player. It's just how do they use him, you know, to get the most out of him and to really help the team win. And I right. think that's either being a, a fourth option on a very good team or, you know, coming off the bench. I, I feel like you said this during our season preview earlier this summer where you felt like Randall may not be appreciated until later on his, in his career. Did you say that or am I making this up? Randall would yeah. not be appreciated. Like, like he he won't be as useful to a team until he's like coming off the bench, like later on in his career. I feel like we did a show and and you had said that, um, uh, about <sighs> Randall. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I said that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't I said know. That. Maybe I'm making it up. <laughs> I, I could have sworn he said that. He would not be. I mean, I know I was talking about coaches, not. <laughs> yeah. I know. I definitely know people are really appreciated in general on the Knicks when they're here, and then whenever they get moved, that's when people start to hype them. Oh, yeah, how come you didn't do on the Knicks? And it's like it's usually yeah. plethora of things. Right now, it's raw, the roster construction is just too funny for anybody to really be affected. I mean, let's be honest. His Laker days, early days, he he was behind Kobe, right? He didn't have to do much; just just play. Went to the Pelicans. AD was there. You had Drew Holiday. You already had that foundation in place. All he had to do was just go in there and fit in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Here, it's like he is the guy. And he's, he's trying to take that on that role. Like, let's be real. He's trying to take on that role. Let's give him credit for that. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I definitely give him credit, but he's just not the number one guy, man. He does not have – he he doesn't have enough – he's not enough of a playmaker for everybody else. Yeah. Um. He, he – He's too boneheaded sometimes. Some he has the will. Some he has the will to do it sometimes, mm-hmm. but I just it just feels like he's not all the way locked in all the time, or just just not aware. He doesn't have the feel for the game that you need from a guy who's going to lead a team full time. Uh, let's hear from Zay from Maryland on this matter. Zay, how you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all feeling? Good, bro. Happy all Sunday, right. man. Good, good, good. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I was just calling in um, because, you know, <laughs> kind of defend Randall, mm-hmm. not necessarily, but I feel like, you know, we're always in this consistent, uh, you know, at some point we got to get out of this weird mind space or a mindset of, okay, let's bring a free agent in to do everything. And when he doesn't do everything, let's off of his head and get rid of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At some point, you know, <laughs> he's talented, 19 and 9. Only, only we can sit there and complain about a player that's that's averaging nineteen and nine, and say, "Oh, we." Need I don't. To I wouldn't say it's complaining. It's not complaining. I think we're we're acknowledging that he's a very talented player. But is the fit? Is it a proper fit? Can this team grow uh, with the players mm. th- that you want to see grow with Randall as a focal point of of, of your team yeah. as an offense? That's that's the only question. It's it's not saying that he's not a good player. He's a talented player, but it's just in the right yeah. situation. It's just the right situation. Yeah. So the problem is, I feel like we, not we like as a fan, but the front office bring all the free agents in and, and give them the, the the mindset that they're going to come in and be the star of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the issue boils from. It's, it's, what we need is a coach that can come in and define roles. I think that's one of the biggest issues is. Roles are never defined on the team. Everyone mm-hmm. just comes in, chucking shots, trying to play for themselves. And Randall is good to either come off as a sixth man or to not have the ball at all, be completely working on either in the post or putbacks, working on rebounds, but not necessarily carrying the ball up the court and initiating the offense. That should be RJ or whatever point guard we bring in that, that has the ability to do that. Um, a lot. The issue is that we got Randall doing, trying to do everything as if he's the star right. and he's not the star. It's the time, this is the timing is off. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's, it's kind of just a bad fit. I've been saying that from the beginning. It's a bad fit, but also like we got to stop looking at other teams, players doing good on other teams, and thinking they're going to come to New York and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If we don't have a system, if we don't have any type of consistency at all, like Christian Wood, everyone's. Pre- preaching about Christian Wood, but when, mm-hmm. if he comes in and averages five and or averages ten and, and five, then we're going to be off with his head, too. So it's like, at some point, we got to keep some type of consistency and, con- 
and, and start trying to build out the roles and having team members that fit each yeah. other, not just a bunch of random solo guys that's, that's just on the team just because they did good on the different team. Yeah. You know what it is? That's, that's all I wanted to add to it. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, man. Be safe out there, man. Yeah, Jails. Yeah, yeah. He's right. He is right in the fact that we don't have, we don't we can't keep looking to one player to save us. Um, we we got a bunch of mediocre players this season. And I, but like the other other part of that is Christian Wood just seems to fit more of what we want to do going forward. Yeah, not that it, we really I really expect him to save us. I'm not sure what numbers he'll have or or even like he'll be a focal point. I don't like to me the focal point should more be. The, the, the wing and the guard anyway, really. Mm-hmm. I don't really want Wood really here to be the focal point. Truly, truly. Not, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Like, I just want him to spread the four-play defense, be able to, you know, give more room for RJ to, to operate. Or, right. Or just for everybody in general to operate. Yeah. We needed just a consistent three-point thread and a guy who's going to play both ends of the ball. Yeah. Hey, that's what Coach Fisdale said, man. <laughs> And no, and, and and I know CK CK was just like pissed that he said it, but I'm like, but was he wrong? No, he's not wrong. He's, he was he's absolutely not wrong. right. He's not wrong, man. And and you know whether it was driven from the top or what, I think Fisdale still came under the same issues with the rotation uh, that Miller found himself under, and and that's finding the right pieces. You know that's gonna fit your guards can't shoot threes and your starting four can't shoot threes. Right. What do you do? Exactly. And, and <laughs> what do you to, fi- to Fizdale's credit, he still couldn't mac- maximize what he had either. Cause like he it's not like he was a genius in calling plays, even though he saw the problem. Like right. he he sucked at he sucked at play calling and yeah. it seemed like he just sucked at teaching. <laughs> that's a fact. That, that's a fact. I, I could definitely agree with you on that. So um interesting dilemma that the Knicks see themselves in going into the offseason. And it's definitely looks like we heading into the offseason jails because um from what uh Brian Windhorse of ESPN is saying is that update on the NBA is that they're planning to shut it down. Um so right now the meetings are taking place between the players association and the league. Um, you know, how to get their financial situations in a row. Obviously, that's going to affect pay or play. It's going to affect, you know, venues, how you're going to refund the the ticket holders, season ticket holders, so on and so forth. Media rights, what type of negotiations. So they're getting the ball rolling in the event that they have to, um, you know, see to an eventual shutdown in the, of the league. Yikes. Yeah. That would suck, man. That was. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I, I don't I don't see how they don't even know when, you know, you can resume and playing without the fans. That just seems like, you know, you're going to have these guys taking damn near over one month off. Yeah. Jump that's... back, play with no fans. And yeah, how, man, how do you even turn. I, I don't know. I, don't I, see that I just, I just saw something that said Giannis didn't even, uh, doesn't even have a, a rim to shoot on. Wow. <laughs> like at his, at his crib. He wow. just at home. Doing I, thought he had, I thought he had a crib inside. I thought, I thought I saw something like he had a crib inside of his, uh, his loft or something. He did. He did. did he had a he had a hoop though. I thought so. I thought I don't know. Yeah. I thought one of one of his many cribs he had something going on. Is that what he posted that that he couldn't play? I thought. You know what? Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Let me know if I'm wrong or not. But I, I could have sworn I read something that said Giannis didn't have a hoop to shoot on, and he was just doing like uh, workout stuff at home. Damn. Yeah. Even the freak can't ball out, man. Even the freak can't ball out. Even the freak can't ball out. Yeah. Um, so to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We got 400 people watching on YouTube jails, a little brunch right. time quarantine stream. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got, um, uh, for our draft coverage, uh, I think we have someone from Kentucky coming on this week. We're going to talk about some of the Kentucky guards, uh, between quickly Hagens and Maxi. Uh, talk to a wildcat, and we're gonna get his thoughts on Kevin Knox too. You know what he thought about? Knox. Oh yeah, might as well. Yeah, <laughs> might as well get his thoughts on Knox. So I think that's gonna be Tuesday, Wednesday. Stay tuned for that. So the draft coverage continues. Uh, definitely salute to everybody in the chat once again. All right. Uh, we got some super chats that came in. Um, yeah. I think that came in on on your end, Jail. So was that on? Hey, was that on shout out to Danny Thomas. Mm-hmm. He said, "Would you train trade Randall for Nurkic?" So that was one of the trades a couple episodes ago that I thought may be a potential is going to Portland 
You know, with Portland kind of struggling to get over that hump, they have Dame, they have CJ. They're kind of in that middle ground that I felt like the Hawks were in a couple years ago when Woodson was the coach. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're in that no man's land where they don't have enough talent to compete and they're not bad enough to get draft talent, to get lucky enough in the draft to help them compete. So they're kind of in that no man's land. They picked up Melo. Maybe you bring in a Randall off the bench. You know, Nurkic is coming off of that injury. Right. Um, I think they have the same deal. I got to look up Nurkic's deal. Yeah. But I think they have the same. I think they're on the same timeline. I'm trying to see. Well, let me check Nurkic's um, salary here. Shout to everybody in the chat once again. Let's check Nurkic's salary. Bad. You actually have an actual center. Let's see. A package, a package around Nurkic. You know, you know what I mean. You're not trying to feature him, but a package around Nurkic. Um, let's see his salary here. Twenty twenty-one. Nurkic is is making twelve million a year yeah. through the 2021-2022 season. Doesn't look like it's a partial guarantee for twenty twenty-one. Same same structure as Randall. Yeah. So same structure. Huh. So maybe maybe you maybe you throw in a Nurkic and maybe you get uh, a young piece. On top of that, it's potential. Maybe. It's a potential. It was Nurkic in the second or something. Yeah. That's a potential. And I think from what I was reading, I think the Knicks only have to take back like close to 13 in salary. So you don't have to go all the way up to the 18. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Daniel East. JL sends us a super chat just to say what up. Daniel East, definitely appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, Back to the phones. DJ Cash. From Jersey Jail, just wants to touch in on the Randall topic. How you feeling, bro? Hello. Yo. Hello. Yeah, loud and clear, man. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> good, man. What's going on? All right, good, good. Um, you know, we're talking about Randall. I don't think he's a good fit. Okay. Uh, with what we're trying to do, I think, you know, we drafted RJ number three. Mm-hmm. He should be the man, and uh, bring in complimentary pieces with him. Um, as far as uh, the value of Randall's contract, you should be able to get good value back from him. Um, you know, put some, put a package together. You know, to see, you know, what we could get from him. I mean, I think I think Scott Perry's done a good job in, in, in getting us some assets. But as regards to you know the business of basketball, I don't I don't think Randall's going to be a good fit going forward. I, I, I see him and RJ clashing. Yeah, because you know you can you can only have one one guy that's gonna be that number one option, and going forward and looking in the future, I think that option should be RJ. Yep. Okay. P- appreciate the call, DJ Cash, man. Appreciate that. I think he sound like a new call. Appreciate All that right. call. Appreciate. It. Um, he had like some soap operas going on in the, in the background, yeah, so man. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, Cash. Appreciate it. How valuable you think Van Rand would be in a trade, though, JLS? I mean, if we if we're talking the premise of the Charlotte trade, and you're talking um, Terry Rozier, a package around Terry Rozier and Malik Monk Ugh. for Randall DSA and a first round pick. I mean, forget the pick. Let's just talk about the players for right now. Would you do that, a Randall and and DSJ for Rozier and no. Malik Monk? No. I don't think I would do it. No, no. I don't like Terry Rozier. I'm not um, really interested in Rozier myself, bro, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I wasn't really, uh, you know, impressed with him, even in free agency. Yeah, I just feel like he's a volume kind of scorer guy. Yeah. And he'll just kind of get his. He'll be like a guard version of what we have in Randall. And right. then you're not going to really move the needle, really. For the and the money, I don't, I don't remember how much money he's getting, but it's like I feel like he's on a fresh contract too. I don't know. His oh, contract. he's on a fresh contract. He's on a fresh contract. Um, so that's, yeah, good. It's, so it's like it's almost like shooting us. It's almost like getting shot twice. Like I don't, I don't need that. And then it, I, yeah, I'm and, then, and then we added the pick. Like I don't understand how that. You know what? I did read that Charlotte is the one who initiated the the um. Right. So maybe that's why it didn't go through. Right, that's why I didn't go through, and that's why you saw something crazy like a pick involved. Yeah, because that's just asinine. <laughs> Listen, Rosier, he's he, he's a good defender. He he can light it up in a stretch. Uh, is he? I the thing is, I just wouldn't tie up 
my starting point guard slot with him. Nope. I because I don't I don't see him as a as a full time. I never saw him as a full time guy. You know, I never saw him. The, the reason he fit in with that Boston team is because they had talent and he could come off the bench. Yes, yeah. there was a stretch where he started and he played very well. He's not, yeah. a, te- he's not a terrible player, but I just, I wouldn't want to tie, tie my cap and my 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 team to him. That's okay, well, all right, yeah, like, okay, 19,000. He's making the same amount as Ronald Randall is. 19 million. 19 million, I'm sorry. 19 million, 19 million. yeah. yeah. Three-year, six, okay. Sean Horowitz included. Yeah. Jamal Gang. Simpson in the chat said uh, he's a backup. Alex Collins not on board. Let's see. What, let's see. Let's go to the chat. See what the people think in the chat about this. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Rozier, would you be on board with a Rozier move if it meant trading Julius Randle? No. Let's see. Let's see what people in the chat the chat are thinking here, Jails. <laughs> Uh, G. Andresi says, hell no. Ishmael <laughs> says, no. Um, Zen Z. Genji says, trading Randall would be stupid unless it's for a superstar. Salute to Jaden Diaz in here. Is there anybody that before? I see a lot of no's. Resounding no's, sales. Mm. Yeah. That says Try something. Tribro Jiggles says, beggars can't be choosers. So he's, he's hella he's high it. water. He's with it. Yeah, he's, he's, with it. We just, he's like, we just need some kind of scoring somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the guard position. Triborough Gigolo says, count Anything. me in. <laughs> Side me up, man. Oh, my God. All right, let's let's uh, let's go back to the phones. Um, True Blood from Brooklyn. True Blood in here. How you feeling, bro? Hey, yo, can you guys hear me? Loud and clear. Go ahead, brother. Excellent, man. First of all, I want to say outstanding job. I've been listening to you guys for a while. Thank you, man. And just want Thanks, to say man. respect. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Respect, um, man. The one thing that I wanted to mention really quickly is Randall. I think Randall's a great player. Um, and when I say great, I don't think he's a number one option. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who are we going to trade him for? And the other thing that I really wanted to state very quickly was the fact that I've been a fan since the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. The Knicks. You know, after Walt and, you know, the run in the 80s we made, and even in 99 when we went to um, the, the the championship game with with, um, with Candy and, and, and company, mm-hmm. we've always been trying to rebuild. We've always been trying to get the best player, and we've had so many players that have come, that have come through New York that we always say, all right, we're just going to give them away. They're not a good fit. I'm not really – I'm not advocating for Randall. But when do we stop the bleeding, right? Because is yeah. it really the players or is it the system that they play? And that's all the question. They said you can't win without talent, which is a true statement. Yeah. But I've seen other teams do it, and they just have the right pieces put in, but we always give away our players. That's basically all I have to say. Okay. Pre- appreciate the call, man. Oh, I just froze for a second. No I appreciate the call, Drew Blood. Mm-hmm. Um. Jayos, I, I think I think he has two points, right? I think on one hand, is it the the system or is it the players? I think one of it is Randall, right? Oof. I think <laughs> I think one of them is Randall, um, his mm-hmm. inability to to see those double teams, see those double and triple teams. He himself has said that. Yep. You know, this is a different situation for him because he's getting all that attention now as the number one guy, and he he has struggled through it. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Secondly, okay, maybe the lineups that he's playing with aren't necessarily ideal. RJ hasn't been a good shooter. Nope. Peyton is a terrible shooter. Um, nope. Bullock was highly inconsistent. Yep. Harkless came in. He's not going to do it for you. Nope. So you're not necessarily spacing the floor that well for him. And that's why the best lineup, the best five-man lineup that they had was with Morris and Portis. Yep. Offensively. You know, yeah. the, the best lineups that they had offensively, best five-man lineup, was with Portis and with Morris because they those were your shooters right there. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's a mixture of everything, to, to be honest with you. And we never really had a system to really begin with. Like, Fisdale, I guess Fisdale tried to implement a system, but that got changed midway through the season when Miller took over because, obviously, that wasn't working. And then I feel like Miller 
kind of had a system too, but he wasn't really cognizant of the players that were being used in the system. So it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of the players and the system. Yeah. Like nothing is really fitting together. And it's, 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 it's the whole team's collective problem and collective fault. Right. Coaches not putting people in the right position. Players not being aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of the half of the team just being kids and still learning the game. <laughs> now that, that takes us to the third part that we wanted to cover today. And that is the people picking the players, right? Because another Berman article to uh, this week stated that, and which was also kind of corroborated by Ian Begley was that Scott Perry could be retained on Leon Rose's staff at the very least to get us through the draft. Mm. So what, you know, Begley, basically that was his prediction, right? Berman was basically um, stating that, you know, obviously with the no March madness and, and no face to face meetings, it's kind of hard to really put your team together. So the thought is that they would lean on Perry and the, his scouting team that has been going through the, the, the process all year for their draft expertise and, and as they hit the war room. What, what do you think about that? Um, I'm comfortable with that. I think I've said this before in a program, how I'm comfortable with, with Scott Perry's drafting per se. Uh, like I, I just, the Mitch Robinson thing was a good pickup. No one really knew about him. He, he didn't play ball, but it seems like the Scott Perry team scouted him from high school and kept tabs on him, was able to pull a diamond out the rough. And the same could go for Alonzo Trier, even though he didn't play well. He didn't play. Not yeah. play well. He didn't play this year. But those were those were touted as good picks a year ago. So I, I feel like we should be okay, and especially with a draft like this. We're picking sixth, seventh, eighth. Mm. Uh, I feel like uh, the very least he does his homework. He does his homework, so he's not going to be super. I feel like we will be more prepared than other teams. But even yeah. though it kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I agree with you. Draft-wise, if you're going to look at Mitch, if you're going to look at ISO, if you're potentially looking at Iggy, who knows, Lamar Peters, maybe he goes somewhere else. But, um, you know, draft and development, outside of the Knox pick being questionable, I don't, I can't ding Perry for his his, his last two drafts. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trade-wise, I was talking to my guy Pavlo on Nick's Twitter. Trade-wise, yes, you could argue he's been a bit conservative, yeah, how, how you know, especially last year when they had the chance to trade Vonley and the likes. Yeah, um, she got more assets. Should have got more assets there. Mm-hmm. How did they? You know, their inability to to utilize the cap space this past off season the proper yes. way to go get that Eagle Dollar trade done, or even get that Harkless trade done that would have netted you an asset, right? Because right. clearly it was there. Um, so yeah, I can I can ding him for that as well. But I. I I would be on board with bringing them back in um, to, to see this thing through, especially now with the draft, with so much thing kind of being unorthodox this season. I would yeah. I would keep that consistency and, and let Perry uh, continue with the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with Leon Rose coming in, brand new guy, not much NBA experience right. at, you know, on an executive level. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like you should lean on some of the guys here, especially if they haven't been a, a total um, collapse on that part. Right, of the basketball team, like they they drafted okay, putting the teams together haven't been ideal. Right. But, but, but again, but maybe you know, maybe from a from a roster assembly, maybe Rose is going to come with some different ideas, some some different capabilities, some better mm-hmm. relationships. That can, right, uh, that's you true. Know, help. So I, I I would I would stay stay with Perry, stay the course with Perry, and, and see how that takes it. See where that exactly. Takes it. I, I just hope we just don't go for any point guard available just because it's a point guard yeah i want to go for the right the right available player at this point especially since it seems like the talent is so close together you know what yeah. i mean like yeah nah, like I, I, hey, man. unless it's a home run yeah don't do be it be smart they gotta be, be smart, smart about it man be smart they, mm. they have to be smart about it and um speaking of point guards bro did you see Spencer's breakdown of um did you see Spencer's breakdown of Kara Lewis? Uh yes, I peeped it. I did peep it. I saw yeah the, the video, the speed, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey. I even took a, I took a I took a I took a gander at the, the write-up as well. 
Yeah, shout out to Spencer. We got to get him on the show ASAP. But um, his breakdown of Kara Lewis, boy. This kid has some skills, man. So speed, yeah. Um, pick and roll agility. The mm-hmm. jumper is, is wet. You know, I, I got We got to get Spencer on to talk about this kid because um, the problem is it doesn't doesn't see. It seems like he'll be you know mid to late lottery or a little bit after, but probably way before twenty five. Yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't definitely don't see him dropping to where we are in the little twenties and no. Nah. Yeah. He's gonna be gone before we get there. Only way I see us getting him is if we use our pick, our move lower up. end pick, and package it. Yep, move mm-hmm. up. Might have to move up. Yeah, this kid, this kid, this, this is it, man. He, yeah, he he's, he's good. Been, I gotta, yeah. I gotta watch some more, man. But I, I like Spencer's breakdown of this kid right here, man. Yeah, pretty good. Looks like good three point shooter. Good at attacking. Mm-hmm. Decent pick and roll. Decent passer. Um, and competes on both ends. I like. I like the the heart makeup of the kid for sure. Yeah, facts, facts. Um, so to everybody in the chat once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. What do you guys think about Kara Lewis? I know a lot of you guys in the chat like him. Uh, we're showing Spencer Perlman at SK Perlman on Twitter. Uh, he was the draft scout that we had on last year to talk draft. We're gonna get him on again this year as well. But definitely make sure you guys are following Spencer's work. He does very in depth scouting reports. Um, on a lot of these prospects for the Stepian. So Spencer's is definitely um, a highly credible source that you guys need to um, uh, follow for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely do that. Um, before we get to Jay Boogie, Jay Ellis, let's, let's take some calls. I mean, let's um, go to the Super Chats real quick. Um, so look, I can't see the Super Chats for some reason. You can't see the Okay, I know I got one earlier. Hold on a second. So yeah. Danny Thomas, he says, yeah, salute to Danny Thomas, gave $2 for Super Chat. He says he wants Randall for Ubre Jr. Randall for Ubre. That was in Macri's um, uh, newsletter, Kelly Ubre. Is that possible? <laughs> Salary-wise, I, I think so. I think Ubre is close to around 15, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Yeah. Spencer on Twitter is SK Perlman. SK Perlman. Is Spencer's name on Twitter. Um, so to everybody that did send a super chat, I can't read it for some reason on my uh, YouTube console. So if you did send us a contribution, a donation, we definitely appreciate it. Um, someone also sent us a snap, uh, a cash app, Hinton. So just salute to Hinton for sending us a cash app donation as well. Uh, remember for, for you guys watching, first off, if you're new, uh, welcome all team hashtag new. Remember this show is available in audio podcast format. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, and Stitcher. So with, remember this is available in podcast format. Go ahead, Jails. Um, in his article, did he say why why the Phoenix Suns would be motivated to move Ubre? Uh I don't remember. I don't remember the rationale that he gave. I don't remember okay. that the, the rationale that he gave, but I know Ubre was one of them that he um that he predicted as a potential trade candidate. I'm with I'm with that. That's yeah. a possibility. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah, he certainly <laughs> killed killed us, man. I want to shout out these damn Knicks 919 JLs. He says he's been here since 8,000 subs, but can never catch the content live because of work. Boom. Team hashtag new. So salute to my guy. All these right. damn Knicks 919. We came on for the brunch time stream, JLs, and we caught him off guard. <laughs> you know, a little, little crossover. We usually come on at nighttime, but I figure, you know, Sunday... Let's come Boom. on during the, the afternoon. Maybe we'll get some some of our international fans as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, throw your it's, cities it's actually, in the chat. Let, let us know where you guys are checking in from. Yeah, good crowd right now, actually. It's a good crowd right now, man. Um, all right, let's hear from our guy, Jay Boogie, man. Jay Boogie, how you feeling, bro? Yo. Hello, how everybody doing, man? Everybody good? Everybody healthy and everything? That's a good thing. Glad to see y'all on board. Yeah, man. How you feeling, bro? All right, Man, I'm doing all right, man. I'm blessed, man. I can't complain about nothing, man. The thing is about Randall, man, it's a such thing like when you're in college in the NBA, they'll tell you if you take too long to develop. Mm-hmm. If you take three or four years in college, they say you took too long to develop. But Randall's a reverse situation. He came out early. But Randall game is he got the type of game where it's at his peak already. 
He's not going to get no better. He, his game is not going to get no better. Only thing he's going to develop any better is his three-point shot, and that's going to take more shots, man. He's really in the way of the young guys, man. I really wish we could move on. I don't know, maybe a point guard would have helped the situation, but he's in the way. If you got um, Barry talking about situations as far as playing and everything in the court and he ain't passing the ball, it's time for him to go because that's our bright future. Mm-hmm. And I told you before, I felt some kind of way when they gave him the Bernard King number. He don't do, deserve <laughs> yeah, that. That was Jay Boogie, man. <laughs> that was definitely oh, yeah. Jay Boogie. Hey, yo, bro. but just to, hey, just to let y'all know real quick, man, yeah. I call just to share what I'm going to share. I don't text, you know what I'm saying, so you get on that. But my name's Joseph Hampton. I always send y'all. Oh, that's you. Okay. That. Okay. okay. That's right. Shout out. Appreciate it, man. So, so, let me say, share that with y'all. That just be me, you know what I'm saying? I'll be sharing that with y'all, man. But I'm glad y'all came on, man. Good to see y'all, man, because I'm bored, man. They got Russell Brady <laughs> coming on TV. Man, I'm bored, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah y'all man. Y'all, man. Y'all stay blessed, man. Appreciate it, man. Right, man. Appreciate the donations, all the support. Jay Boogie, we definitely appreciate it. Yo, that's why I hit you up, JL. So I'm like, yo, let's let's just go live, man. Switch yeah, it up. It. Don't wait till nighttime. You know, there's no sports on at all during the day. Nothing to watch whatsoever. I mean, they got the classics on. You yeah. know, I was watching some classics yesterday. Okay. Um, I was watching um game seven, nine four, nine five against the Pacers. Ah, uh, game seven? Ooh. Yeah, most <laughs> Two emotional games. Thrill, oh, thrill of the victory and agony of defeat. Back to back. Oh, That's the how six NBA and TV. Oh, the six and the game. seven. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, well, nine four obviously beating them in seven, and then nine five was was the finger roll. Right. You know, so thrill of victory, agony of defeat, all in one shot, Jails. All in one shot. Oh you know. gosh. Uh but so to Jay Boogie. Definitely appreciate it. We got um let's see where people are checking in from. We got Scotty Lewis checking in from Queensbridge, Project Nerd right. HQ. Queensbridge. And shout Queens- out to Moods. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, good, bro. Good. Yeah, shout out to Moods D54 from Miami as well. Okay. Miami in the building. We got Nick's Prime checking in from Crown Heights. Mm-hmm. We got yeah. Alex Collins checking in from Ireland. Go ahead, Jails. As always. Oh, we got the shells. The shells in here. Shells, always what up? From Queens. <laughs> Yeah, man. Salute to you. Who else we got in here? We got um, RT's checking in from Vallejo, California, but repping Southside Queens. All right. Queens in the building. That's Mesa's territory, man. Queens get the money. Yeah, man. Uh, We got G-Verb checking in from the Netherlands. JLs. All right. We got Brian Wilford in here from Philly. B.I. Wells. Check out uh, my guy, Brett Wells. What's going on? Checking in from Austining, a.k.a. Sing Sing 914. Brett, what's going on, man? Appreciate the super chat. I can't, I can't, for some reason, I can't read the Super Chats, but we, I saw that Brett did send us one. So, Brett, we appreciate it, man. All right. Yeah, man. All right. Um, I think we got a couple more before we wrap. Oh, that call looks like that call a drop. So, um, no more calls. We got Jay Frost checking in from Norfolk. What's going on? Who else we got? Port St. Lucie. Eddie Rolden checking in. Leon Mitchell in the chat. JL says, love, love, love Kira Lewis. Hmm. That's three loves. Yeah, yeah, he's a big fan. He's a big fan. So, yeah, I think that's somebody that um, I want to watch more games on. Spencer sent me some Obi Toppin joints. So I was watching nice. those this week. Yeah, Obi's nice. I like Obi, man. I like. I kind of like Obi, man. Obi's nice. I mean, what if what if you got lucky? But if you get Obi at eight, and maybe Run. you get creative, you you get uh, you get your Kira Lewis later in the first round. Maybe. Know. You know. Maybe. And maybe, maybe yeah. you get a gunner with that second round pick. Yeah, well, and what I like about Obi is, is he can pick and pop with him from three. Like he's he's not like a slow release. He can he can shoot that three and yeah. he can pass. He, and he's not and he's unselfish. Right, very unselfish. He's, he's unselfish. Very so he can unselfish. Throw lobs to RJ and, and throw little passes over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively is going to be the issue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this because he's going to need a lot of work. He's going to need work. He's going <laughs> to need a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but still interesting. I definitely want to talk to Spencer about um, the shooters in the draft. Obviously, we know Naismith, and uh, I, w- I want to know about some more shooters later later in the first round. Respect the shooter. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. The brunch time uh, live stream. I want to shout out Young Guap Seven Seven JLC's team hashtag new. All right, shout out to you. Yeah, man. Hopefully you guys are uh, quarantining, all right? Hopefully you guys are being safe, man. It's a lot of people, 
uh, impacted by this thing, Jay Ellis. Like I said, whether directly, whether it's family or friends, or six degrees of separation, knowing somebody that's been impacted by this. So, Thanks, man. you know, we just got to do what we got to do. Stay safe, uh, and hopefully, we all get out of it. You know, as a country, as a as a as a nation, and and get back healthy, man. So yeah, salute to salute to, yo, salute to all the the front line work, the cashiers mm-hmm. at the grocery store. Shout out to you guys, nurses, doctors. Yep. Uh, First police. responders, everybody. Yeah. yeah, everybody out there who's out there still working in the front lines, interacting. Even the the bus drivers and the, yo, you too, because there's crazy people out here be doing crazy stuff. Shout out to all you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was I saw something like a bus driver um, got into it with a passenger because she coughed on him or something. A couple days later, he died from it. Yeah, man. Yeah, said, so it's like I ain't, I ain't trying to be with nobody outside. Yo, you want to fight? You got it. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Stay really? safe, y'all. No tough guys out with coronavirus. Shout out Go. to Escott. Escott sends us a super chat, JLs. He says he wants Obi and Trey Jones as the two first rounders if we don't get the point guard okay. in the uh in the in with the lottery pick. All right. What's wrong with that? No, nothing wrong with that. I saw a couple things. LaMelo bought his team, JLs. Talk about boss moves. LaMelo. Listen, <laughs> LaMelo. Different. Ball just bought his team in the NBL, man. The guy after my own heart, man. I like that move. I love it. I love it. One one thing, you know, say what you will about LeVar. You know, he's teaching his sons how to be bosses and owners at a very young age. And that you you can't knock it for. He might be annoying as a personality, but um, he's teaching his sons good business sense, man. Bought his team, JLs. That's That's hard. That's hard. When I, when I, go ahead, you saying something? Now I can already see where it's kind of going too, yo. Like I, if if I'm Lavar, which I know, I can already see him throwing like selling the throwback jerseys of Lamelo, with, yeah, with, with his old team on it and getting mad money over. Because mm-hmm. mm, listen, boss moves. When I had um, when I had uh, my guy Homicide on, and he's 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 basically like the Stephen A. in the NBL. And um, the Australian League, and it, it seemed like a trend. Like a lot of former NBA players are going down there to play, but also purchasing ownership shares of their teams as well. Mm. So I think I think like Trevor Booker did. So I think one of the Plumleys is down there. I think he bought it, bought into it. I mean, listen, you know, American teams are are such a you know high bar being billion dollar assets. You go into the NBL, you never mm. know. You never know what this league can grow into. And with him putting his name on his team, and I think they were they were struggling financially. You, you never know with the influence that he has. You know, oh, yeah. that could be a good investment down the road. Somebody in chat said it didn't go through. I'm not sure what that's about, but you said what didn't go through the um, the deal. Oh, I just saw it like two days ago, so I don't. So I don't me know. too. I yeah, saw, I saw the same thing you said. So. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, but I just saw it from uh, Draft Express like two days ago. So if it didn't happen, I, I didn't see that news. Me neither, but investigate that. But yeah, I, good I, move I anyway. That. If it happened, yep. Uh, who else? Halliburton signed with um C- with yeah, CAA. CAA. Mm-hmm. Whether you uh, want to read into conspiracies, jails. Uh, does it? Can we still? Are we still going that route? Are we anybody CAA is coming <laughs> home with us? Like I don't know. I I don't think I don't think it's gonna hold him Baron. I know some. Feel like it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe because I'm not as high on him as everybody else. I'm trying to trick myself into uh, thinking it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope Jake from Florida doesn't play it all. Call it in, man. He, exactly. He's that nerd. <laughs> <laughs> he was tight, man. Jake from Florida is tight. But yeah, Halliburton and and uh, topping up uh, with CAA. So guys are starting to, you know, line their affiliations up and we'll see what happens, man. Mm-hmm. We shall see what happens. We did get a super chat in from Thomas Doyle. He says... Shout out to Thomas. Shout out to Thomas. He says, can we do anything um, with classic games? Do a live watch of a classic game when they air on TV. That would be dope. Anyways, thumbs up for you, boy. Appreciate it, Thomas Doyle. I definitely want to do something with the classic games, JL. So try to yeah. figure out something cool. Maybe, maybe we do like... Um, you know, like review a series or something. 
Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd definitely be dope. Yeah, freaking copyright boogeyman might catch me. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, the thing is, I can, (laughs) I can get, I can, no, obviously, I can, I can get the clips. Maybe not the whole game. Right, right, okay. And maybe, maybe it wouldn't even be worthwhile going through the whole game. Just, just the highlights and kind of, you know, doing a post game live from an archive game. You know what I mean? I I think that would be good, and and do like a game per episode or something like that. I think that would be dope. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'm with it. I, I think that would be dope. Some content. Um, we'll do our, our quarantine stream on Wednesday. CK's already down and come through. So we'll do the, the fan mailbag on Wednesday. Um, I think I want to take a shot at that what if. Maybe maybe we do our what ifs uh, for that, for okay. that episode. And each, each, each of us pick a, a, the ultimate what if scenario back from the Nick days. Hmm. There's a little, there's a, obviously, there's a lot, man. Yeah. I think I, got, I think I got some good ones. Okay. Yeah, You've been I think, thinking. Yeah, I think I got some good ones, man. So, but yeah, that's the story, man. JL, it's a good show, man. Good right. impromptu brunch stream. Facts. Let's, let's catch back up on Wednesday, man. Go ahead and um, sign out, bro. Yeah, man. Salute to everybody watching, man. If you want to watch out for more KOT content, definitely join me on the YouTube.com slash KOT Nick Time Show. Um, you can also find all my old, um, all the old episodes of Nigga Time Show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all those podcast platforms. For sure, for sure. Also, check out the blog at nickatimeshow.com to watch some of the writings from my bloggers, especially Ken. And also, uh, Fritz is supposed to be having something out soon as well, so keep a lookout for that. And also have merch in the store, just like the merch I have right behind me. Check that out, RJ Barrett. That is all. Back to you, CP. Appreciate you, JL. So definitely want to shout out um, Team Hashtag New Melmatic. Melmatic, hey. salute to you. He's checking in from uh, East New York. So salute to Melmatic. Salute to everybody that came in, man. We had uh, close to 400 people. Make sure you all hit that thumbs up button for your boy before you leave. If you're watching on your phone and you have the chat up, all you have to do is X out of the chat at the top right, and then you'll see that thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boy. It's the best way to support the show. Mm-hmm. Hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and share these videos. Those are the three best ways to do this every single night for free to promote the show. We, we definitely appreciate it. Everybody who sent the super chat, all of that is appreciated as well. And um, let me show some guys before we get out of here. Frank Matos, John Talento, appreciate it. NYK Gunner. Delano, appreciate it. I thought it was Delano that called in, but um, he must have dropped off. So, Nick's Prime, appreciate it. Tribo Jiggle. JL, so you want to shout out, man? Yeah, shout out, my guy. Shout out, Alex Collins. He says, wants to stay safe. Also, stay safe for you. Shout out to my cousin, Winston Ellis. I just found out he's from Brooklyn, Two Crown Heights. Might wow, be my yeah, cousin. Yeah, related for real. That yeah, might be my cousin for real. Shout out to you. Shout, shout out to John Delento. Shout mm-hmm. out to Sherwin M. Shout out to Cameron Goldberg. Yeah, man. Shout out to Mo White. Hey, Alex, me. appreciate it, Alex. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. Oh, yeah, Craig Williams, too, man. Shout out to Craig Williams. Always here to support me as well. Yeah, man. Ray Nash, Marlon Small, appreciate it. Pranav, always appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, man, we out of here. See you guys Wednesday night. Wednesday night, the quarantine stream. Peace.